is depression still funny? Oh, it's, you know, it's funnier every day. <laughs> Guy goes in to see a doc, says there's something wrong with me. I've got a sadness I can't shake now. Is there something I can't take now? It's the hilarious world of depression, placebo edition. I'm John Moe. If you're brand new to the show, welcome. I'm glad you're here. On the hilarious world of depression, we talk about the disease of clinical depression. The old Clinny D with funny people who have dealt with it. And that's not to minimize depression or mock it. We know it's serious. I've been dealing with it for most of my life. But laughing with other people is good for you. It reminds you you're not alone. And maybe we can knock down the power of the disease a little bit if we can share a laugh once in a while. Placebo editions of the show are like mini-episodes, smaller versions that aren't the real thing but can fool you into feeling better for a little while. On this placebo, the return of Peter Sagal, host of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, the NPR News Quiz. Peter was the guest on episode one of our program. He talked about his long-standing depression for the first time ever with someone other than a medical professional. He opened up to me and our audience. But like anyone who has been open about their mental struggles, he was nervous how that was going to go over. Oh, I'm Peter Sagal, and I'm here in uh, the studio at WBEZ in Chicago, Illinois. So, Peter, we talked to you uh, for the very first episode of this podcast, and it was your your grand coming out of the closet moment as a depressive. How has the world reacted since you emerged from that closet? Uh, basically, uh, uh, with the horror and contempt that uh, I feared. <laughs> How basically, dare you? On that, on that day, I became Quasimodo. And sure. Sure. Rest of the world became the mob. No, uh, in fact, it has been uh, very gratifying. Uh, one of the things I said to you at the time was like, I hoped that my example, for whatever weight it had, would perhaps indicate to some people out there who heard it that, you know, hey, if I have this problem managed, maybe they can as well, or they can be open about it or feel better about whatever they're going through. And sure enough, as I know you did, uh, I got a lot of messages from people on Twitter. Somebody said that they signed up for Facebook, which they loathe just for this purpose to let me know <laughs> that uh, the uh, episode of uh, Hilarious World meant something to them. So it's been really great. I have to say, though, it is a little weird in person. Yeah. And I just need to get used to it because people come up to me, you know, we do the show and they come up and they say hello afterwards. And they say, I just I want to let you know I, I heard that episode of uh, Hilarious World of Depression, and uh, wow, it was really great, and it's so brave of you. And I just feel odd. Yeah. I, I mean, it's like, congratulations on being a depressed person. Well, thank <laughs> you. It took a <laughs> lifetime of effort, but, um, you know, but that's just me. I'm, 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 you know, if I didn't, if I wasn't the kind of person who looked for the dark side of every encounter... Yeah. then we never would have had the conversation in the first place. Am I right? There you go. There you go. Well, you, nothing like despair to bring people together. Yes. <laughs> that must be odd, like after taping Wait, Wait, this, as we've talked about before, a comedy show, a, or at yes. least a funny news show, to like have a stranger <laughs> then approach you and say, oh, remember that time you revealed your innermost secrets? <laughs> it's That's what I mean. It's like, yes. It's like, it's almost, it's, 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 it's almost like that joke, you know, uh, do you have any nude pictures of your wife? Would you like some? Right. Would you, 
<laughs> May we discuss the, your, your, the, the incredible intimate knowledge I have of your emotional life? Uh. <laughs> well, I'd love to, except there's somebody behind you in line who wants me to sign Carl's bobblehead. So <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's, no, I mean, you put, I've always said you put stuff out in the world. You have to be ready for people to react to it. Nobody has said to me, this was inappropriate or mm. how dare you? Um, which is very nice, I guess. I don't I imagine sometimes the people who think these things don't get in touch. Oh, what am I talking about? This is 2017. Of course they get in touch. Everyone comments on everything. Yeah, I mean, you know this from being in radio for for so long, but it's even more so in the age of social media. There's always going to be some people who yes. who hate what you're doing and can't wait to tell you. That's true. And for some reason, uh, that has not happened in this particular case, for which I'm, I'm grateful. I will tell you, in all seriousness, perhaps the most gratifying response I got, which was from uh, somebody who I was pretty sure would not be pleased with my airing various uh, bits of familial dirty underwear in public. And that was my father. My father, who's 80 now, comes from a generation. Uh, and I, I, would, I would go so far as to say a particular population of uh, Jews who do not believe uh, in, you know, parading one's problems in front of the goyim, as my, um, perhaps my grandmother would have put it. He wouldn't. But the idea being that, you know, if you're having domestic difficulties or personal problems, you do not talk about them. You do not expose them to the um, to the world. Because you didn't, um, you didn't talk about him explicitly during the interview. You made no. references to your childhood, but I did. And, yeah. and, and, but, and I, you know, I mentioned my parents in passing. Mm -hmm. Uh, but of course I also referred to, as you point out, uh, an event which they were intimately aware of my childhood yes. and involved in as well. And I frankly didn't know what they would think. Would they feel, for example, uh, criticized? i.e. I was suffering as a young depressed person. You never noticed. I hate you, mommy and daddy, forever. Um, would they feel uh, challenged by this? Would they disagree? Like, no, you weren't like that at all. Um, so the time went by, and uh, after the podcast came out, and uh, my mother called first. And my mother is also 80 and is a little, I won't say addled, I'll say confused about this brave new social media world that we live in. Mm -hmm. And she said something to the effect of, I saw your blog and I, I just think it was, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. Did that well, that's very nice. That, well, no, my, 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 uh, my mother, bless her heart, has been praising everything, everything I've been doing since my first solid stool. So <laughs> I, that was not, I was, again, because of that, because of my mother's unhindered enthusiasm for me, I wasn't that worried. But like I said, my father, I was in another story, and it was just a few weeks ago, a month after the podcast came out, that he called me up and he was like, well, you know, I, I, I listened to that, uh, that podcast. And I was like, yeah. And he says, so you, 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 you think about, uh, you, you, so you came out as a depressed person. And I said, yeah. And he said, you know, there's a family history of this. Oh. To which I said, yes. I did know that and did not say, but we have never discussed it. <laughs> and then we proceeded to discuss it. We talked about various family members, uh, my grandfather in particular, who uh, long before anyone would have diagnosed anybody with this problem, uh, evidenced signs. He was a difficult guy and somebody who was often in a dark mood, which caused the people around him uh, some grief. Uh, I was very young when he died, so I have no particular memory of that. 
And then uh, he asked me about what I've heard, much like you did. Mm-hmm. And I said, I said, just like I said uh, to you just now, that yes, the feedback has been very positive. People are very appreciative of my being open, my coming coming out of that closet. Uh, a message of, if not encouragement, of solidarity to to to, to fellow people similarly situated. And uh, he finally said, "Well, I'll give you some positive feedback. I think it was very brave, and I think that uh, you did a really good thing by doing it. I think people." will hear it and be encouraged and comforted uh, because someone like you with the p- public position you have came out like that. So I think it was a very good thing that you did. Wow. How did that feel to I, hear him say that? Uh, it felt unironically wonderful, yeah. which is not something I'm capable of talking about very well. <laughs> it was really nice because, uh, as I said, I had worried about it. And uh, he, he sort of – I don't know whether to say he rose to the occasion or uh, my uh, dark expectations fell you know what I mean? Yeah. You, well, yeah. you met in a good place regardless. It's true. So that was that, that was actually, if you were to ask me the single best thing uh, about it, and I do not want to diminish the many people who have gotten in touch with me who might be listening to this, and I want to say to those people, I'm really glad that uh, this thing that primarily John did that I participated in helped you and made you feel better if for a minute or for a day or for a week. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for me, that has to be the, the highlight of the results of our particular little exercise in uh, self-expression. The Hilarious World of Depression is a production of American Public Media. Kate Moose is our executive producer. Our technical director is Veronica Rodriguez. Special thanks to Nate Toby. If you need immediate help, confidential help is available for free at the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. I'd love to hear from you for future placebo episodes. Lately, I've been asking people, what is the most implausible unlikely thing you've tried to fight depression that has actually worked. Send me a direct message through Twitter. Our Twitter is at THW of D. Our theme song is called Pagliacci. It was written and performed by our good friend Rhett Miller of the band The Old 97s. You can find much more about Rhett at his website, rhettmiller.com. I'm John Moe. Bye now. Doc, that's the problem. What if I was to tell you I'm Pagliacci? This great big smile is just for show. What if I was to tell you this is just grease paint? Would you say I'm a hopeless case? Say it ain't so. I'm a sad clown Tell me something I don't know